Oh, hey, girlfriends. Welcome to episode 12 of the Shameless Ambition Podcast. I'm Justine Eno. And I'm Lindsay Dalen. And welcome to our last podcast of 2023. Oh, so exciting. Season yeah. one, girlfriend. Yeah. Like, this is 12 episodes. Yeah, it's exciting. I don't like it. flew by. It like, really did fly by. The first one we did at your kitchen counter, actually. Just winging it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before we upgraded to the ironing board. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it. Uh, I remember hitting record that first day and we were just like I don't know we'll just see how it goes and if it's bad we just like we won't share it it's all good and we did like the coolest happy dance after it was totally yeah, and was we fun. didn't even watch it back like we were just like you no. know what that felt so good yeah. and we had such a great time doing it that we're like well obviously we need to do this again so. yeah and then it was just a weekly thing just released it into the world and mm-hmm. just let people decide whether or not they like it. And thankfully, we've had some really yeah. wonderful listeners so far. And we just have received so many kind comments in this journey. And it's been so cool. Yeah, I wanted to, um, we're going to answer some listener questions today. But I did want to allude to a post I made on Friday, I think, about our podcast last week. And um, I just had mentioned that both you and I had ran, run into people recently in public um, that have listened to our podcast and let us know and it honestly just warms our hearts. So thank you so much for listening and being on this journey with us and, um, let us know, like if you see us in public that you're listening, cause it honestly makes us feel so good about, um, continuing to do this and knowing that, um, we're reaching people that that's all that really matters. Well, us, so. exactly. We've received some really kind messages on social media and yeah. just women letting us know that they're enjoying their time spent with us and the stories that we're sharing and the conversations we're having and you know, even though this is the last one for 2023 before we, you know, take some time off for the holidays, yeah. it's been just such a wonderful journey so far and I cannot wait to pick it back up again Me in too. the new year. Yeah. yeah. I'm already like thinking if we should do one when I'm in Mexico. <laughs> that would be super fun. Right, just like join me in Mexico. Totally. Because I'm going to be pregnant, not intoxicated, making dumb mistakes so well, I'd have to, to just sit on the beach with you guys and get out my best beach attire and mix a margarita <laughs> and Go play the part for the afternoon yeah. yeah exactly wouldn't be the first time no so, no. no but yeah I am uh, we're excited to start 2024 with you but we do have some questions that um, a few of our listeners reached out um, and asked us because we put it out on social media so I'm just gonna bear with me have my phone because that's where our questions are so I'm going to throw the first one to you to just open with. Um, How do you step out of fear of judgment and allow yourself to be vulnerable? How do I step out of fear of judgment and allow myself to be vulnerable? Um, This comes with time, I believe, and a constant conversation with myself that is continually reminding myself to be brave, have confidence, seize the moment, Um, when there's an opportunity in front of me, I just refuse to let myself talk myself out of it. Mm -hmm. And I know going into it that I'm going to have to be vulnerable. And I've, I've learned from experience that the more vulnerable I am, the more authentic I am and the better it feels and the better my energy comes across to people. And so I've just learned in, learned to lean into trusting myself and just knowing that, If I just be present, be my best version of myself, be authentic, it, it takes the fear away. Yeah. My answer is the same actually. Um, well, we got this question, um, last night. So obviously I've had some time to ponder my answer, but it's honestly, it comes down to authenticity, um, for me. And that's like not, um, people viewing you often being authentic. It's like you being authentic with yourself. So if you're really good with who you are, you're, you believe that your morals and your ethics and everything you stand for is good and you believe in it wholeheartedly, there's nothing you're going to do except for put yourself out there um, in, in your most authentic way um, and that judgment goes away because mm-hmm. you're just so confident in your pillars essentially um, of like whether like, you know, all the things that kind of make you who you are. Um, and once those pillars are strong, it's like, well, you can't knock me down. These are mine. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, although some of people's may be different, um, 
you're good in your own. So then it takes the fear of judgment away. And then you're like good to be vulnerable because it's not as scary because you're not as afraid to be judged. And it's kind of this like snowball effect of like one thing can lead to another. Um, with that being said though, <laughs> we're human. So anytime um, I'll use the women's luncheon, yeah. uh, for example, that we got um, generously asked to do last minute, like we were so grateful to do it. Um, there was fear. Like I was, I was, had some fear walking up onto that stage. And I remember driving there with Lindsay, we drove together and I have this song that I play every single time <laughs> I'm about to do something like super scary, whether it's like bungee jumping or I'm like my first time teaching a yoga class or like speaking in front of a bunch of women last minute. And it's called fight the fear. And it's literally just like overcoming fear. And I think that everyone has fear, but I use it. Um, I think there's a few acronyms for fear, but I uh, say, what is it? Um, false energy appearing real. So I just tell myself I'm tricking myself when I'm scared. I'm like, you're not really scared. You're just like excited That's <laughs> or like right. whatever. And but honestly, I think you hit a good point there too with the music. The fact that you have a song that just like gets you pumped up, yeah. jacks you up, reminds you like you have nothing to be afraid of. Or Scotty doesn't know. Or Scotty doesn't <laughs> know. Or Anytime, yeah. girlfriends. Jam out to Scotty doesn't know, and you will feel invincible. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, one of those songs for me is, you know that song, Fight Song by Rachel Oh, Lally. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sophia has been singing this song since she has been old enough to be able to sing. We yeah. have videos of her literally four years old singing her fight song, mm -hmm. and it's just like every time I hear it, I picture this, you know, little version of my daughter belting this song out, and she still loves it to this day, but it just... I feel stronger every oh, yeah. time I hear fight song. Yeah. And, yeah. I have a journey with that song. That's funny. I, when I wanted to lose my weight from Aria, I had quite a bit of postpartum weight and that was the song I'd listen to on repeat on the treadmill. This is my Literally. And I knew song. I'd have to listen to it five Take times in a row and just sprint. And then my, yeah. And I was just like, prove I'm all right. So while I watched Dr. Oh, Phil just so <laughs> your treadmill show is Dr. Phil. No, I was in the gym. So it was like whatever they chose to put on. And it was always in yes. like mid afternoon at like one o'clock. And I it was Dr. Do this. Phil. Yes, Dr. <laughs> Phil has me, my fight song. Sprint, Justine, sprint. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Anyway, when I was trying to lose the baby weight, I watched one season of Big Brother. I've only mm. ever in my life watched one season of that's Big Brother. And it was that summer just like burning away hours on the elliptical watching Big Brother. Yeah. So. I mean, you got to do it, right? You got to do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, simple to um, have the same answer to that question. It's not simple. I shouldn't have said that. Um, it's a simple question to answer for us, I guess, um, as we've, that's, you know, we've just worked through it. Um, but it's a continuous work through, I think. Like, for sure. It's never over. It's not just like one day you're like, ah, I'm authentic and I'm me and <laughs> I have no more fear of judgment That's and vulnerability. Right. Like yeah. it's definitely a work in progress every single day and some days it wins and that's, you know, it is what it is and other days you just come back well, and to be honest, like this past year, 2023, proved to be a huge year for both of us learning to work through some big feelings around fear and vulnerability and stepping out of our comfort zones. And I feel like we just did a ton of it this year. Mm -hmm. And so it's, we're just honestly at a place where it's like, we've just put ourselves out there so many times that the more you do it, the more comfortable you become with it. The and easier it gets. Exactly. Like the easier speaking. it gets. It, it still always has some fear <laughs> to it and some nervousness. Like one of my um, yoga teachers who is my mentor, she said to me once, Justine, if you don't get nervous while you walk into that classroom, you don't care anymore. And so I was like, oh, that's, that's great because I'm nervous because I want it to go well because I care, right? Um, so there always is a level of nerve or whatever going into something, but the more you do it, the more you have the confidence that either way, how it goes, you'll be okay. And you'll be okay. So mm -hmm. take the leap, like you'll be okay. And even if you like fall on your face, you'll be okay mm -hmm. and you'll do it again. So um, yeah, that's my advice. Just go for it. Absolutely. And be you, because you only get one chance usually in front of people, right? Like in in some, I guess, like in a big setting to speak in front of people or to meet someone in a networking event. Um, it may be your only chance to meet them. So you want to be your most authentic self because you don't want to look back and be like, oh, I wish I was more me or 
or then like moving that. forward if you want to have a relationship with this person you have to kind of keep up yeah. this facade of who you presented at that time when it's always looking back like <laughs> wouldn't it be so much easier to have just been yourself and yeah, there's just a safety and security that comes with leaning into authenticity and sometimes learning how to be more authentic comes with yucky, uncomfortable growth, but you get through it and yeah, you are always totally. okay. And so... Because sometimes your authentic self isn't your best self, Yeah, right? And you have to like work on that. Acknowledge so it's like, it. okay, I'm going to be authentic and then you, you know... Yeah, authentically expose this part of yourself and you're like oh okay I want no wonder yeah. I was never showing people that because that's yeah. awful and uh, you change it right like yeah. um, we're born like you know there's all these things that shape us who we are and some things are our faults and some things are not so it's just like a work in progress of working through it and yeah I uh, lean in <laughs> lean in lean in yeah, yeah it's good and fall on your face and get back up Love it. Yeah. Okay. Next question. We will go to, sorry, <laughs> I should have been better at this. Um, what's the ultimate ambition individually and together? <laughs> Do you want me to start? Yeah, you start. Okay. Um, I'm going to start individually because I did think about this one a little bit. I was like, oh, Justine. Um, currently right now, individually, I would like, honestly, I see this overall peace in my life so I know it's not going to come for a little while I know that this is going to be one of those things that's a work in progress um, but I see really good and I'll use Angela's word here but I see flow in my life and I see that with the kids and um, their lives you know as Ari is getting older um, Aspen's still itty bitty but you know she's starting she has after school activities so I see like you know the flow of that but I see the flow of shameless and I see the flow of my marriage and just all of these things I my ultimate goal individually with that is to have flow and cohesiveness in all of those aspects um I won't use the word balance because she doesn't <laughs> like it. I love flow though. Um, I was literally just sitting here like I love that. So yeah, much. yeah. That's I exactly want exactly what I see for you in twenty twenty four as well. Yeah, yeah, I want I want there to be like a good flow with it and to feel at peace with it, um, and to you know just like really allow myself to like let that look like what it's gonna look like and not really have too many expectations of it because. <laughs> so I could I tend to do that so anyway but yeah that's individually mine and I'll let you go and then I'll think of my uh, one of us together I mean I individually for me it's just I I love the concept of flow next year in 2024 I feel like I found a beautiful flow throughout 2023 like it was not always in good flow but it all came together this year and I'm really happy with just how my life is coming together and just organizing itself and the projects I'm working on and the clients I'm working with and I just get to be creative every single day and I love that so much so my personal goal is to continue designing my life so that every single day I'm doing something fun creative with people that inspire me with you know working on projects that light me up because that really is my definition of success is being able to do what I want, where I want, with who I want. And mm. this is the lifestyle that allows me to do that. So, yeah. That yeah. would be my personal goal, goal is to stay in, like, a creative flow. I, uh, this is, like, a little off topic, but your, what you said, it just popped into my head. And it was, like, honestly a year ago. We were, like, sitting at my house or your house. I don't remember. You were like, girlfriend, I just, like, I this is what I want. And you laid out, like, A, B, C, and D. I'm going to make this much every month from my clients. And, you know, and you laid it out for me. And within, I don't know, like, three or four months of 2023, you're like, I did it. <laughs> and you continued, obviously, to do it throughout the year. And, uh, sorry, I, I just popped into my head as you were saying that. And I'm just like, oh, this... Deserves a shout out. Of Aww, just like, thanks, Ben. Yeah, I know it's more relatable to last week's conversation of goals, thing, but um, you know, you can just throw it in whenever. But yeah, you should be really proud of yourself. Thank you. That's really cool to like look back in hindsight of just like, cool. So now, like, what we're gonna say next about Shameless and like our ambitions there? This 
find next year. We're gonna be like, hey, do you remember talking right? about that? Well, and we'll have the podcast to reflect back on and yeah. listen to. But <laughs> yeah. no, I thank you for that shout out, babe. I really am proud of the fact that I've been able to create sustainable success in my business and yeah. to generate an income for my family all on my own. This is the coolest, most validating feeling I've ever had professionally. Um, I'm so grateful to be in this position and so thankful for all of my clients who continue to put their trust in me and invite me to work with them. You know, hosting industry night with on site mm. last week yeah. and being able to do that with you every single month. It just like, man, it fills my cup and we just have the best time and we make such great connections yeah. and it's, a fun it, night. it's just like, it blows my mind that it's just like, huh, yes, this is my life. Like, yay, keep it going, Lindsay. You know, like it's fun. Yeah. I never, ever, ever wake up dreading my day ever. And you know, this may be controversial to say so, but be vulnerable. Just Late so on I'll me. put myself yeah. out there. Um, I think that you said something, um, you were able to earn an income for your family. And I think that speaking for most women, most women in a um, heterosexual relationship, the male partner is usually makes more money than the female, right? Mm -hmm. Statistically. Um, and there's, we have lots of stay at home moms for, I mean, I'm technically a stay at home mom as well. Um, so shout out to stay at home mm -hmm. moms. Um, <laughs> but I, there's power, I think in us women, being able to earn our own income, there's some like really good confidence in there to know that like with or without your partner, you could do it by yourself. Um, you're able to take care of yourself. You're able to um, do those things. I think that it offers a lot of confidence. And I think then in turn will strengthen your relationship because you don't have um, necessarily that like reliance and then build resentment and yada, yada. But, um, yeah, that's, I said, it might be controversial. You and might I disagree would, with no, me, ladies, actually, and that's okay. I would okay, love but. to add to that because I have, you know, some thoughts. In 17 years with Mike, we've been married married for 12, um, when we got engaged, we instantly joined everything. All yes. of our bank accounts, we bought our first <laughs> house together. We were, like, three months like, dating because I was broke. And I was like, <laughs> I need money. And he's like, here's my bank account. Um, and, I mean, like, Mike and I always both worked, but we were building a life together, and we knew we wanted to be together and raise our family together. And it was never his responsibility or my responsibility. It was our responsibility. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that we set up our life that way because as much as I have almost always had an income, there have been times where I haven't or – I've had to take time off like when Maisie was diagnosed with diabetes and it was just a whirlwind of a time where like I just couldn't work that much yeah. and it was never I was never stressed because I had my partner you know Mike and I are a partnership and we pick up the the balance for each other when we need to and so as much as it is super important to me to be able to earn my own income I'm very very grateful to be in the position to have a partner who can you know pick it up when maybe I I had to take some time to figure out how to make that income totally. yeah and so it's just yeah I couldn't agree more there's so much power in the fact that I know how to earn an income for myself and the fact that I have you know sales skills people skills communication skills ambition these are all things that have led to me being able to do that for myself yeah. and the more I work on them the better my income gets. <laughs> so. Imagine that. Exactly. <laughs> Weird, hey? Um, so yeah, then the second part, I guess, of that question was to um, where we see ourselves with shameless ambition um, in we, the future. <laughs> yeah, we are having such big conversations about that these days. Yeah. And I mean, at this point in 2023, I, I don't want to give away too much because we are having large chats and making big plans and we are really yeah. excited It'll about yeah exactly what the future holds for this brand and the things that we want to do with it but it's you know I ultimately like end goal and I put no time frame on this so we could be like 80 and reach this goal together <laughs> just some old Betty White yeah but, um I if I could have all my dreams come true with shameless ambition, I would see us speak on a world stage together. Absolutely. That would be like Absolutely. the pinnacle. I would yeah. be like, okay, this is, you Like know, on stage with Tony Robbins. And or like a TEDx. Or, or a like, yeah. you know, just something of like um, that magnitude. I think that eventually if we work hard enough, we'll get there. But um, that ultimately 
that would be my like ultimate ambition with um, could you just imagine an auditorium of girlfriends just like 10,000 of them so pumped to share each other's energy and build each other up and support each other and yeah. talk about their dreams and connect and create and vibe like, and vibe. <laughs> it would be such a vibe. Yes. Yeah. Such a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what came to my mind when that question popped into my head and then obviously being on the challenge together. Yeah. Absolutely, that's, because yeah, definitely end goal. Exactly, or now goal. Now goal. Well, exactly. Well, like a baby has to come. Well, out. also like you know, smaller bit. goals could be that maybe we could have one of the challenge competitors on the podcast. Yeah. Like if we could Tori. get Tori on the podcast. <laughs> no or... doubt. Do you know she just got um, named as like one of the most influential women in reality? In TV? Yeah, I did see that because she's such a boss and just handles herself with so much integrity. Yeah. and she's so strong. Speaking, of, did you watch the challenge episode? So this Ooh, week. no, I haven't yet. Yeah, I'm my girl one. crush is on it. Oh, yeah, yay. I do have a Tyler notes, it's fine. Well, Casey, I do know your girl crush, so that's yeah, that's all cool, good though, because yeah. I love Casey and Nani, mm-hmm. so that's all good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, they're the perfect. Well, I mean, maybe we could get Casey or Nani on the podcast. Yeah, like, we got to start putting those vibes out there and CT. just start tagging Bananas. them and stuff. Like, <laughs> Jordan, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for dudes, but it's fine. All the challenge competitors, so. Why don't we just take over the Mrs. Spot and host the next reunion? <laughs> there you go. That's right. Done. Exactly. We'll do it for free. MTV, we got you. Yeah, no we'll problem. Free. Exactly. Easy, easy. Save uh, money in that budget. Anyway. So. Okay, next question. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was um, our fun podcast where we're answering questions and we're just it's the holidays, you, girlfriends. So. We're just kind of winging it today. Yes. Okay. How do you make yourself a priority in your schedule? It's easy to put it in, but to keep it in there and not adjust. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah, I'm not very good at this. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. You're one of the most punctual, reliable people that I know. If you say you're going to be somewhere, you're there. Yeah. You I'm... very rarely cancel. Like... Well, okay. So I do have to admit this pregnancy, the pregnancy brain fog has been unreal. So I almost had to text you this weekend and be like, hey, uh, do you remember at industry night I was talking to you about a meeting on Monday? Who was it with? Because <laughs> I'm like, I remember I had like a meeting, but... Uh, like eh, it's gone <laughs> um so yeah I'm having a little bit struggling currently but I that's just hormones I think but um I'm really regiment with scheduling myself mm-hmm. so I like every day even if it's a lazy day at home I have like a to-do list and I stay on that um I was raised definitely 15 minutes is on time 15 minutes early is on time yeah um and anything less than that is late um, so that's just been ingrained in me. However, I have discovered since becoming a mom, uh, I like to maybe make that like five minutes early <laughs> just cause some, you know, like the diaper. You don't want to sit there with the baby either. Or you're or just like almost out the door and then yeah. husband poops. And exactly. then I'm like, okay, just yeah. kidding. We're going back in. Um, so yeah, but time for myself, I struggle with a little bit. Um, I know we've talked about this on the podcast before um and I even experienced it yesterday like I got all my chores done and I could move on to Christmas cards or have a nap and I actually did have a nap yesterday it was an hour in the evening so that was good but that was me choosing myself and mm-hmm. just knowing that it was okay to not do the Christmas cards like it, right. it was okay um but that's a that's a big work in progress for me because usually I don't feel like I can settle um until everything on my to-do list is done for that day so yeah, I mean, I'm pretty similar in scheduling as far as I'm always looking ahead in my calendar. I don't commit to things until I consult my calendar and have a moment to consider the fact of, like, do I really want to do that? Yeah. And that is something that I ask myself often. Do I really want to do that? Do I really need to be there? Is that activity really going to help support the kind of life that I'm trying to create and the kind of woman that I want to be? Because it can be so easy to just get sucked into stuff. And yeah. then you find yourself just busy for no reason. And you don't want to be busy. And <sighs> it just, it doesn't feel good yeah. to have to cancel or to just be a flaky person. So I just really, really ask myself, do I really want to do that? And then if I yeah. do, I put it in my calendar. And I make <laughs> my calendar a priority. And it's not just the personal things. It's all the things. It's the kid things. It's the errands. It's the friends. It's the family. 
Yeah. If it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. And I'm like, I'm a very routine person too. So like every week I get groceries on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I adopted go, your Tuesday grocery you routine. Yeah. We saw each other there this morning. And hi wife. Hi, hi wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's great. I mean, use wa- wa- <laughs> voila. Thank you with You're Safeway. Um, it's a wonderful service. So it is shout a wonderful out to them. service. What's um, our guy's name? That Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. He's amazing. He's, he's so, so nice. Yeah. He's also works for Skip the Dishes. So, mm-hmm. and he's great at not getting lost with directions as well. So he, <laughs> he's wonderful. Um, but yeah, where were we going? Routine. So yeah, I mean, like Aria has her activities same day of the week so I just I try to keep things routine because then I don't forget because yeah. then I'm just like oh yeah this is this day we do podcast this day we do release this day we do the, and it, it the consistency helps me uh not be so sporadic and forget things um I also am a big fan of creating a long-term to-do list in your notes in your phone nice um just because lots of the time you'll be like going through your house or you'll be driving or Whatever, and you'll be like, something will pop into your head and be like, oh, I need to do that. And it might not be urgent, like you need to like do it today or tomorrow or this week, but it'd be like something you need to get done within the next couple of months. Um, so I just have a note in my phone that's like ongoing of just like some stuff that I would like to do over the next couple of months, whether it's... Update the kids' passports. Or just or, like clean the playroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't ever clean it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like little things. Get the nursery right. Just the things that I'm like starting to come into my brain. I find personally that if I write them down or put them in like a more organized space, they leave my brain mm-hmm. and then there's more room in my brain for what I need to focus on, not a to-do list three months from now. Yeah, I definitely have notes on notes and lists on lists for sure. <laughs> I feel like a lot of my chaos management just kind of lives in my brain though and it's just like, okay, go. Like, just get up every day and just go. Yeah. Um, but I do... F- I do know for a fact that prioritizing what's important to me is how I make shit happen in my life. Like the podcast, super important to us. So we put it in the schedule as a recurring weekly activity. Every single Tuesday we record this. I know we're saying happy Friday because we release it on Fridays, but it's, um, we're deliberate and intentional with the fact that these things are important to us. Well, and and we even are so deliberate and intentional that we record the podcast on Tuesdays and release them on Fridays in case we couldn't make a Tuesday, we would still have the Wednesday or Thursday to make it up. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're, we're prepared. We're here we for you, girlfriends. That's we're right. Here. Like, we're, we're not, not skipping fail, a beat. So. You'll know if we're taking a break. We, you know, our little holiday break here, but we're coming back strong. Yeah. So, um, and like, I think we were both raised with like the need to always show up. Yeah, I need to grab some Kleenex. BRB, because yeah. I'm leaking. You keep talking. <laughs> I'm just grabbing a Kleenex. Um, I'm leaking. Well, it's just the need to show up for sure. And the, chance to seize the day and use the opportunities ahead of us in a way that feels good for us and that allows us to enjoy every day because I know growing up that was definitely the mentality that I was raised with that life is short enjoy every day and I just can't imagine not being deliberate with my time and not using every opportunity in front of me to take the most out of life and so much of that just comes down to prioritizing deciding what's important and then showing up for it yeah (laughs) no I definitely I was listening yeah and that's a wrap (laughs) (laughs) no um prioritizing is super important obviously I definitely agree so um yeah just making sure that you're on top of things and I, my recommendation there and answer to your question is lists that work for me. Lists, so, yeah. But that's a me thing. I've done lists forever. So. My answer is say no all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Use it as a power word. It's Never be sentence. afraid of it. Yeah. It's a sentence. Complete sentence. It is. And it so, is. Yeah. yeah. And you don't. You don't. Anything you feel like I, this is valid. So when someone asks you to do something that's like weeks from now in the moment, if you're like, I don't know if I'm going to want to. Say no. Exactly. Because in a couple weeks, you're definitely not going to want to. Exactly. So unless in that moment, you're like, yes, I want to do that, don't do it. And just be like (laughs) authentic and be like, sorry, like I just don't think I'm going to have the, you know, the time or the energy or it just doesn't work with my schedule this month. Whatever it may be, um, be as honest as you can be. You don't need to be rude about it and be like, no, I don't want to come. But just be honest. Just say like, I'm not, you know, really feeling the... 
energy this month. Like, yeah. I don't have the energy this month to show up. I don't so. have the space for that. Yeah. So, um. Schedule, yeah. life, brain, heart, whatever. Yeah. I don't have the space for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the last question we have. What has been the biggest obstacle for you ladies personally and in your careers? Um, individual, well, no, yeah, individually, um, not together. We'll answer that one. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So for me, it was a loss of identity. And I don't know if your answer is going to be the same, but mine was after I had Aria. Um, and I think most new moms go through the switch of like, you're a mom for a while. And then you're like, who am I now that I'm a mom? Like, because you're not the same person you were before you were a mom. You're a completely different person. So you have to um, rediscover who you are as a person and a mom together. You know what that looks like. Um, and I went through like, I also had um, something come up personally in life through that time that was a little bit traumatizing and brought some stuff back. And so I was working through a lot uh, in that period. And um it was hard. It was, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I wanted to be. I didn't know. Yeah. I was really lost as a person. Um, and for me, it was my yoga journey that, um, helped me to just like figure out who I wanted to be as a person. Um, the morals, the ethics I wanted to carry with me, how I wanted to lead people. Um, the light I wanted to exude out towards people and I discovered my own light. I didn't know I had one before. Um, and that all just made me so much more comfortable in being myself. So I think that it was probably a two or three year journey to go through that and really ebb and flow and lots of mistakes were made along the way. Um, my marriage went through it. Like, I mean, there's lots of things, right? That it was really hard, but coming out the other side of it, I can truly say I am very happy with who I am as a person and where I'm at now. Right. So, yeah, that's individually. Um, I think for me, one of the hardest obstacles to overcome was, this is going to be kind of shocking to some people, but my relationship with alcohol throughout the years, I, I grew up drinking a lot. <laughs> like, as soon as I turned 18 and could hit the bars... I started partying and you worked in them. I worked in the bars. Like it's just the yeah. culture that I grew up in and surrounded myself with. And I never realized how badly my personality was affected by alcohol until just over the last few years, to be honest. Like I always thought I was pretty good at drinking and I was fun to be around. And, but then there'd be those few just like dark horse wild nights that just felt terrible and just not even a remote reflection of the kind of person that I want to be. And so I really had to learn how to reshape my relationship with alcohol over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And it was going through my own identity crisis that helped me identify that that was kind of such a crux in my life and it wasn't doing me any favors. And the specific culprit was wine. My, you know, as soon as I could drink wine, I started drinking wine and it just like turned me into such a jerk. Like I would say mean things and just not be a cool version of myself. And so almost two years yeah. ago now, I just gave it up. I stopped drinking wine and there have been lots of times where I'm like, oh, I wish I could just have a glass with my girlfriends, but I'll have a beer instead. I'll have a cider instead because I know that that's what I can handle mm -hmm. if I want to partake. And I've watched a lot of women really change their relationships with alcohol over the years. You know, my best friends included, I've watched them completely give it up for a long time for a few months to change their relationships. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I would really love to share on this podcast is that if you are struggling with your relationship with alcohol, it is such a productive thing to do to take a step back from it and reevaluate your relationship with it. Mm -hmm. You will come out healthier and happier. And if you do decide to participate in drinking again, you will be able to do so in a way that you know, you never wake up the next day feeling like you have the to apologize, hangover. the shame hangover, or like, yeah. what did I say last night? What did I do? And I think that, yeah, when I was struggling with drinking too much wine because I was using as a, it as a coping mechanism and I was going through my own identity crisis a few years ago, 
that was a wild, wild, wild time in the life. It was just like, oh man, that was a, a brutal thing to have to go through. But yeah, I definitely came out stronger and I agree. I, I really love who I am today and I'm proud of who I am today. And I really am just working on being a better version of myself every single day. And so that comes with hard conversations. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> tis the season. Uh, um, but yeah, I, uh, I agree. That's um, a big thing for a lot of people. I mean, we all go Jekyll and Hyde sometimes drinking or drinking oh. certain things. And Just watch Vanderpump I, la- I like laughed. I gave a chuckle while you were saying that it was definitely not at all to your story. So please don't take it that way if you're watching and see my little chuckle. But it was because Lindsay sat me down before we knew. I don't think I was pregnant yet. No. So it was like summer, end of summer into the fall. We went to um, a comedy show here in GP and I went uh, with S3. So, sorry, Mike. (laughs) You were fine. Uh, No, but I I didn't do anything dumb. I had no shame the next day, but I knew that I was like a little lippy with Tyler and said some things I probably shouldn't have said. I was drinking red wine. So, like, the following couple of days, I came over and Lindsay and I were sitting on her deck and she's like, hey, uh, let's have a conversation. I'm like, okay, like not even knowing what it's going to be about. She's like, let's not drink red wine in public. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And she was actually really relieved because I took it super well I know it's not the first time I've heard this of like you handled it super well and it was just like one of those times where it's like obviously we've had lots of different experiences together where we've (laughs) had beverages and yeah I don't think I'd really been around you all that much drinking red wine and it was just like I she doesn't want to be I think (laughs) not in public not in public you're a fun drunk all the time girlfriend but um no I just feel like I've learned so many lessons about how to conduct myself in front of people and in public and there are certain things that serve me and certain things that don't serve me. And yeah. everybody kind of seems to have their one thing with alcohol, whether it's like they can't drink tequila, they can't drink vodka, totally. they can't drink rye or whiskey or whatever the case yeah. may be. Like it's, and wine is mine. And it's just like, man, since I booted that girlfriend out of the house, I feel a million percent better. And I'm just like having yeah. way more fun. Yeah. I mean, like I'll just do full disclosure here. So I was. My favorite would be, I would drink red wine and then we'd get home and then I would smoke a joint and Tyler would call it getting drone and I would just like, I would be fine, but then all of a sudden I wouldn't be fine and then my bathroom looked like a murder scene, like every time, like it would just be like, oh, it Classic was Classic end of the night mistake. Oh, oh. like, oh, this is going to be so fun yeah. and then, just kidding. Yeah, just um, kidding. But yeah, so that's. I don't agree with red wine either. I think that once this baby comes out, I'll definitely have a glass because I miss it, but I'm not. No, I agree. It's, yeah. it's not a public thing. No, it just like, <laughs> looking back on, you know, my career, the only times where it's just like, okay, Lindsay, that was like a lesson to be learned there was when I was drinking red wine and just not really in a space to need to be <laughs> and out it stains your teeth. like it so stains like your you're teeth. wasted exactly. and you're talking and you don't even know you have brown teeth it just looks ridiculous <laughs> like oh <laughs> uh, yeah so anyway that's our lesson for 2023 if there is one but no yeah i mean about. there's been lots of challenges to overcome in life and like that was just one major personal challenge for me but yeah. i'd like to mention one more because yeah, i don't course. often talk about it but just being the mother of a type 1 diabetic is so much more full-time and full-on than I think, you know, I, I, I let people know. And it's just, it is a massive challenge. And it's exhausting when the most obnoxious words you can possibly hear are, Mom, can I have a snack? Because if I could feed Maisie all the time, or if she could I would. Just eat. Or if she could just eat, I would just let her eat. Yeah. But that is just not the case for us. And... It's just full time. Like having to run my daughter's body full time is just like, it is a major challenge in our life, but one that um, I think we need to shine a little bit more of a light on for any other families that are going through it and that are experiencing life as a caregiver to a type one diabetic. Um, it, it really is something that, well, you know what it's like. You had my kids for a week while we were in LA. Like it's just... But it blew my family's mind. My family came up and visited for a few of those days and they were just like mind blown. And I mean, I think I've been around you so much now that I was used to it, but even having Maisie for, I think it was six nights, um, I was like, okay. It, like you just learn more, right? Um, it's like, I guess I don't even know how to explain it. 
for like someone who went it's like a newborn <laughs> yeah it is honestly <laughs> because like time. you so like, when we had them ty had aspen he was on aspen duty through the night if she woke up and i was on Maisie duty mm-hmm. um because her alarm goes off and you have to go in and give her what she needs um and it's sometimes two three times a night or if she's really high or really low you don't go back to sleep until you know she's coming up or going down so you're up and then mm-hmm. like as an adult you go back to sleep not really um right or it's even like the things like um that we people don't consider who don't have a diabetic in our life of like oh i'm just gonna eat that and, and what then it does to your blood you sugars eat it and then yeah. your body does everything else for you um Maisie has to think about every single thing that goes into her body or lens or eye or mike or whoever is taking mm-hmm. care of her has to think about um every single thing that goes into her water or her water her body minus water and Mm -hmm. it usually has to be countered in some aspect so it's just constant decision making it's constant monitoring no to a little girl exactly that's hard it is hard and it's hard on self too totally because i i remember when we first met and i've always um never had any shame asking lynn any questions about Maisie because our girls became best friends so fast that I was like, I need to know as much as I can um, in the event I ever take care of Maisie. So I just asked all the questions. And I remember asking you one day, I'm like, so what do you guys do if you get Slurpees? And Lindsay's is like, well, we, we just don't, don't get Slurpees. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, but there are things that like, not only Maisie has to miss out on, Sophia has to That's miss right. out on too, right? Like there's a huge picture of it um, where it affects everybody in, as a whole, right? And it's, just a whole other level to your life. That's I do try like and compensate lot. with Sophia a little bit when it's just in her private and I, time. and yeah. it's just like, okay, girlfriend, and she knows, like, don't come home and rub it in Maisie's face. Don't come home with a Slurpee like, cup and all the five cent candy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but it's just like having fifty percent of my household be diabetic is an ongoing challenge that will just never go away, and so that's something that I just lean into I acknowledge that this is just our life and I'm okay with it and I think about it non-stop it's muscle memory to us in our household but there are a lot of families that really struggle there are a lot of families that don't have access to the diabetic supplies or support that they need the cost of diabetic supplies is outrageous if you don't have coverage for them and a lot of people some people can't even afford coverage that's like I guess like the full wheel of things because like lots of people are like well if I could get coverage I would and you're like yeah some people don't have like you know the one to three hundred or however much your policy might be right Mm -hmm. but it's usually around a hundred bucks at least for a family a month to like come out of their bank account right like it's so I don't know I feel so bad it's it's wild like it's a bad system if Mike and I didn't have coverage we would be on the hook for thousands of dollars every single month just to keep him and Maisie alive um it it, it's a wild journey and it is something that I would like to share more about in 2024 because we've just been doing it for so long it's just part of our family that like there's so many other things to talk about in business and in life and in this, you know, building a community of women that I don't share enough about this journey of this challenge of being a mom to a type one diabetic. And well, just... and like she's, I mean, she's not sick, like she's healthy, but she does get sick a lot more or have to come home from school more often because she's low or high or not feeling well. And like you have to juggle that with your meetings and yeah. work and like, the things you had planned in a day like sometimes you have to throw them all out the window because you're like oh i have to go get a kid you yeah know? um so there's well lots like of that's just it. it she's a healthy kid but she's super healthy. type 1 diabetes is a critical illness and yeah. for any other mother out there dealing with a critical illness it's it is never ending whether it's di- type 1 diabetes or not when you have a sick kid in your house it's it's a huge weight and um, a club that nobody ever wants to be a part of. And so if this is something that I can share some coping techniques or just some honest conversation around or just some real raw vulnerability about what it's like, that's definitely something I want to carry forward into 2024 because I know that I could certainly stand to gain from a little bit more just awareness and support in this journey because I said to Mike, the other day I was having a bit of a breakdown that I don't talk about it enough and it is heavy sometimes and um how are people supposed to know if they don't know (laughs) totally yeah I mean everyone um yeah 
it's tough, right? We all have our own journeys and I think that's why it's so important to share um, because you don't know always, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Like what someone's going through or um, someone you can relate to that you didn't know you could relate to or understanding someone's journey just mm-hmm. like a little bit more, right? So um, Tyler always says like you wake up with two legs and two arms, we're winning, right? Because that's right. there's, I don't even know, he, ha- he knows the stat, but a certain amount of people that don't have arms or legs and they still wake up every day right mm-hmm. you know so it's just like okay we're good like let's let's move on but the reality of it is is that we may have two arms and two legs but we still have our challenges in the day and they're allowed to be challenges mm-hmm. and they're allowed to be hard and um we should talk about them well that's so. what I love so much about this little community of women we're building here and yeah. just all the women that have reached out to us and shared how the podcast has just been you know, a part of their life in the last 12 weeks and just their thoughts and takeaways from it. It's been so fulfilling and just, it it honestly has just made me feel less alone, I guess, in life. And to be able to have this platform to share so vulnerably and to just kind of, like I say in previous podcasts, word vomit all over the internet, like it's such a nice release. And it's just so nice to just say these things. So they've been said and then whatever comes happens to them is like that's for the universe to decide it's like that saying i've said it in yoga before i've made people like really uncomfortable they'll be in a pose and facing each other and i'll be like look across the room and find someone you want to be friends with and smile at them Uh (laughs) because they probably want to be friends with you too yeah um so similar you know like ask the question someone else was probably thinking that same question just say it yeah someone else is probably wanting to say it or thinking it or Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it'll ponder some thoughts for them. I don't know, but just say it or, you know, do it or whatever it is. Again, we've said these, you know, the pillars. Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? If yes, yes, yes. Cool. Go for it. You know, and yeah, stand strong in it and go forward. And if you want to talk about something, talk about it. And don't, I know why Lindsay, well, I think I know, I think I know why part of the reason Lindsay doesn't want to talk about it um, as much as she should um it's vulnerable it's emotional it's her daughter it's it's heavy and um by no means will she ever let you tell her that like it's a weakness it's not um it's made them a lot stronger so I know it's a lot it's hard for them to talk about it it's hard for me to talk about Maisie being sick um but they're important conversations you know so um, they are and I think yeah sometimes I've had this fear of like, I don't want people to think I'm having a pity party because I'm not. And I just, the more I do share, the more I do talk about it, the more I'm seeing that there are women who can relate. And so it's just more about me being able to be more of an open book with the world and this podcast and with our community that we're building to know that um, sometimes I go a little quiet and that might be why because my family needs me first and uh, sometimes my family needs so much more of my energy and then I just don't have anything to show up online or to kind of like half dead on the couch being like that right <laughs> like just surviving yeah. in that point and it's just like if I disappear on social media every once in a while it's because I'm just dealing with life stuff and I you I don't like to say never but you will probably never see me show up online and be like, hey, I'm so sorry I haven't been around because I don't feel sorry for that. If I don't have the energy to give to social media, I don't feel like I have to give anything to social media because my family is my priority. My own mental health is my priority. And sometimes social media doesn't serve those things. So um, if you ever feel like you're like, oh, I haven't been on social media for a while and I should be, that's probably your heart and mind telling you that you need to continue taking that break and just wait until you feel like you want to be because that's really what it's for. And you don't need to, like, on the social media topic, you don't need to just to post a post. No, like, I let's, agree. Let's, like, throw that. I mean, that's my opinion on it. If you just want to share every meme in the book, go for it. But <laughs> you don't. Like, yeah. I mean, there is – I don't think – and correct me if I'm wrong because you would know or if Emma – or Megan are listening, they'll know, and they can correct me, or anyone, please correct me if I'm wrong here. But I don't think your algorithm matters on the amount you post versus, like, the content you do post and the views. 
that content well, and gets. A little bit more on the engagement side. Yeah. Like if you're not necessarily posting, but you're engaging and kind of scrolling and liking things and at least interacting, that shows Instagram that you're active. Yeah. Versus However, just like, like posting. Here's all a prime day. example. Um, I didn't post from the Shameless Ambition page for months until you and I started the podcast. So that Instagram page just kind of sat there for months without any engagement on it. And definitely it, the views had suffered. Like I had to build yeah. that back up and we've been building that back up, which is great, but <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, I think sometimes social media can really mess with our heads. And yeah. I feel like really ex exceptionally over the holidays with all of like the, uh, you know, 2024 is in two weeks. What are you going to do to be the best version of yourself by then? And just like the comparison game is strong throughout the holidays. And it just, it can really not be super productive for our mental health sometimes. Yeah, we so get grinchy. We get grinchy. <laughs> and I just want to be your advocate for taking social media breaks. And you do not yeah. have to apologize for them, girlfriends. No. Show back up when you want to show back up when you're feeling inspired to do so. And do yes. so shamelessly. Yes. So, yes, yes. On yes. that note, I think we slayed our final podcast of we 2023, babe. And I have no doubt that you're going to have an epic quote to uh, wrap us up I on here. I think so. Yeah, I was, you just picked it out right before <laughs> we started recording. But um, this is actually one of my favorite ones. Again, don't know the artist. Would love to know them if they, you know, if you know. Um, this is a, mass, a message to my past self. I'm sorry for not always believing in your potential. I often held you back with negative thinking and self-doubt. In the most crucial of times when you needed as much positivity as possible, I didn't always help you. I am learning so much from watching you through my memories. Even in the world-ending fears and circumstances, you held on to faith and purpose. You always took that step forward and believed in the bigger picture. Your faith saved me, and who I am today is thankful that we never gave up on ourselves love so oh just beautiful. remember that we're always growing absolutely so. growing we'll and growing girlfriend always yeah on that note merry christmas yeah happy and holidays happy new year happy new year and hopefully the next time i see you i'll be on a beach <laughs> well we probably should record a podcast while you're in mexico i think now. it's yeah so let's just plan sober. for that yeah, yeah. so i'll be you'll have time <laughs> cheersing you with my baby belly and my virgin drink Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Okay. okay. Well, Bye, thank guys. you for listening, girlfriends. Have the best rest of yeah. your year. We will catch you next year. Bye. Bye.